Welcome to the Dentistry Podcast, where we hope to bring you exclusive insight into the lives and workings of dentistry's leaders. From mindset and management to clinical work and patient pathways, we are back with a brand new series where we hear about the first-hand experiences of high achievers and business leaders and what they put into practice to get to the top. I'm Gabby Bissett, the Deputy Editor for Dentistry, and over the coming weeks, I'll be guiding some conversations that we hope will help you to elevate your dentistry, both clinically and in business. But actually, if you have a stack set of being a salesman, being a leader, being good with your hands, being good at um, networking and approaching people and being able to talk to people and having a stack that is top 10% in the country for all of that, that's what makes you great. Our first guest in this series is Samir Patel, the clinical director at Eleven Dental Wellness in London. Starting as a small, two-surgery, single specialty practice, Samir has managed to grow the practice by 700% in just 11 years. But his credentials go beyond just Eleven Dental. He's also the tutor of elite dental leaders, as well as a passionate sportsman and entrepreneur. Today, we will be talking about how he grew his business at such an impressive rate and the importance he places on the patient journey. Thanks for joining us today, Samir. How are you today? Really well, thanks. Friday is generally my admin day, so... Um, it was nice we can get this in when I'm relaxed at home and, and, and no pressures of patients uh, about to walk in. So absolutely, um, absolutely. Thank you, Gabby. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Thank you for coming on. Um, I'm really excited about today's discussion. I think we're going to cover a lot of ground, and obviously with Eleven Dental Wellness, uh, there's a lot of a lot of hype around you guys and what you're doing at the moment, and and everyone sort of wants to know the secrets behind how you're doing it. And I'm, 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 I'm very excited for you to, to share some of those tips and advice and, and the story behind it, really. So obviously, I'm just going to go straight in here with, with, with the sport. And I think that might be a good place to start. And, and some people who, who may not know that you, you're a professional cricketer before heading into dentistry. And I think a lot of the time, sport really does inform professional life, not, not just in dentistry, but across a range of industries. But for you in particular, do you, do you think this is true? Yeah, I think anybody that plays sport will have um, a value, a moral and um, teamship sort of approach to the way they do stuff. Um, but most importantly, discipline. Um, and, and that applies for anything, whether it be in dentistry or leadership. I think all these things are just super important to, to bring to a dental practice um, whenever we talk about the way that we react with or act with, with staff, um, uh, associates, um, admin staff, reception staff, it, it's, it's all about being together, um, trying to be on the same page and trying to have an outcome that's obviously the best dentistry and best customer service for, for the patient. So we are all in this together and we all provide different roles, whether it be you're a bowler or a batsman or a receptionist or a dentist, we're all in the same role. And, um, and therefore, um, in my practice, I, I try to create a lot of leaders. Uh, and therefore, that means there's less for me to do from the leadership side and a lot more people buy in to what it is that we're trying to achieve. Um, so I think sports, actually, I probably fall back on sport when I don't know what to do. And I think that whole thing about being a captain historically within a cricket team has allowed me to then think, OK, what is it that we need to do? If, if somebody's an outlier but they're performing, how is it that I'm going to deal with this person? Because it doesn't mean that they need to warm up with the team at the beginning of the game or do the same things that every other dentist is doing. If you know, 
if if they are still performing and, and the actual team is outputting at the level that you want it to be, why do we need to change that? And so, you know, we have 16 dentists that work at 11 Dental. And I think all of them know, I don't tread on their toes clinically at all, and the clinical director, but, I, you know, it, I, I, for them, it should be their style of dentistry that they're bringing. And if I was to influence that, you, you know, that would be a conversation. That wouldn't be a, I want you to do it this way. Um, and I think that's a really important point because everybody's got their own true north, the direction they want to move in, the way they want to do stuff, the way they're being brought up, their values, everybody's slightly different. So w when you come from a point of respecting that, then you can totally try and motivate this person to work within the team ethos. Do you find, do you think that these lessons that you're describing now, you wouldn't have learned if you hadn't have had that background as a cricketer? Do, do, do you feel that this, this, this background in sport informed you in a way that it wouldn't have otherwise if you weren't involved in it? Yeah, so Gabby, um, Steve Jobs has got this wonderful expression. He says, you can't connect the dots moving forward, but you can totally connect them when you look back. And when you look back and say, well, that is what I did, and, and this has got me to this point, and it was lucky I met that person, or I, I had that experience. And so, you know, the younger dentists out there, I would just um, urge them to, to have experiences, and, and when opportunities come their way, take them because you don't know where the road is going to lead you. And, and so I, I would say I was just me. I was, um, you know, enthusiastic young, young chap and enjoyed sport. And, and that led to dentistry and, and then to owning a practice. Um, and, and now in the leadership world, it, you know, who would have said that was going to happen? So I could have never seen that going forward. But I enjoyed what I was doing in the times that I was doing it, whether it be a young guy playing cricket at an amateur level and then, and then increasing to, to play some county cricket. But then moving into dentistry, that was when I started loving dentistry and actually studying because studying was up, up, definitely on the back burner as I grew up. And I think my parents had some major issues, sleepless nights with why is this guy not working and throwing a ball against the wall while he's sleeping you know, and catching it like, what is going on here? And, you know, I come from a dad who's a doctor and he's, you know, um, you know, totally like, why are we not educated? Why are you not studying? Why are you not doing stuff? And Indian background of like, God, come on, man, just get on and do some work. So look, I, I think he's okay now, but I think that journey for him has given him a few grey hairs. <laughs> Is it something you still enjoy? Do you still have that love for cricket now alongside dentistry? Um, I love the sport. Um, I don't play it anymore. Um, I'm very fortunate. The MCC, who are the club at Lords, um, select me to, to manage tours so I'm a little bit older now and, and maybe not in that elite level so um, I manage tours abroad um, for the MCC but I love the game but I actually enjoy golf um, playing golf it's not as long uh, it still keeps my competitive juices fighting um, and no it's it's a great game and, and I'm enjoying that at the moment but I still have a love for cricket for sure absolutely I'm sure that stays with you forever whenever you're involved at a sport at that level from a young age I can imagine that you're always going to carry that love for it into whatever you do next. And obviously for you, what was next was, was dentistry. And more specifically, I'd like to focus on Eleven Dental itself, which obviously has, has been about for, well, 11 years now. So it started in 2010 and it's just just come from, from there. And it's just come such a long way since you guys set that up. And obviously as clinical director, you must look back now. 11 years and just think my god how how have how has this happened so i mean you've got more than 30 staff 
employed um, two reception areas, an on-site lab, five surgeries, and did you say earlier, 16 dentists? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a huge practice with um, a lot of clinicians, a lot of staff. You've achieved so much. Um, so 11 Dental, how, what, how did that come about? How did this opportunity to, to start this practice even begin? Yeah, and so, so one of the biggest things in this is like, how do you get to that point of, we're gonna do something? And 11 was already an existing orthodontic practice uh, and to buy it, it needed funds because we it was in the West End, it was, um, it was expensive uh, and therefore um, Anthony Lamb and myself, you know, we used to meet regularly with our wives and dinners and, and the rest of it and we had mutual respect for each other and we just felt that there was something in the general dentistry and orthodontic space that hadn't been done. Um, and and so when this came up, you know, I remember on a Saturday morning, um, we went to see it, and it just had a great feel about what it could be. You know, when you see a house and you're like, wow, this could be something. Um, there was a sense of this could be something really great. Um, and so both of us, you know, remortgaged our homes, took extra loans, and um, took the gamble that we were going to go. And we both had practice at that stage. Um, which gave us the solace that we were doing something on top of what we were doing. But we felt that there was, there was an opportunity to do something well in that area. And as we set it up, um, we had Accenture as part of our startup group, give us systems, give us understanding. So we came from a business point of view of how we were going to run the business, totally. Um, had KPIs right from the beginning, you know, number of calls, number of people going to the website. We were analyzing all of this right from the very beginning, which if you think about it, is not what we do now in dentistry. We just do great dentistry. And I think we hope for the returns that come. Um, I think in today's world, we should be a lot more focused on the business side of it um, because that's an important way to reduce stress um, to make financial investment in your practice and have a, a geared approach as to how you're going to do that um, and an action plan. So I think when you start tracking more and more, more information comes out and therefore the decisions you make are often the right ones, not, not the lucky ones. And so um, dentistry has, you know, the way we're trained is, is primarily we are scientists and we're scientists who are then coached to then work on teeth. Nobody has told us sales, which is so important. Nobody's told us leadership, marketing. Um, it's just about the technical side of things. Now, um, when one grows up, that's a great place to start because being the master of what you're doing in terms of, from a technical point of view, it's a great place to be because you can build things like um, sales onto that. You can build relationship building and the way that you manage people onto that. So. Um, I think we come from a very strong place as dentists and, and therefore when, when we took over 11 as I say we wanted to change dentistry to some degree to make it a customer driven approach and we got to a point where every new patient was referring 1.9 new patients within a two year period so the growth was quite phenomenal and then we, that's when we were taking on more and more dentists to help us sort of grow this um, and in the 11 years we've grown over 700% you know and so we've taken the practice to a level that obviously we started it in one way and it ended another way. And I would still say I've had probably four roles of being a CEO in those 11 years. You know, you have the infancy and the really not, not um, doing well financially, but still having the vision. 
and sticking with that vision. And that's not an easy place to be. So I would say that I've had a lot of difficult times and the entrepreneur does wake up at four o'clock in the morning saying, how are we gonna pay the staff and all the rest of it and all the things that go with that. But all that hardship and all that grit allows us to then make correct decisions under pressure down the line because everything becomes easier. So as your practice goes from the you know adolescence, sort of the infancy to the adolescence and then maturity, um, I think you've got to have a clear mindset for all of those. You can't have a the same mindset for, for the whole thing over 11 years. And I think these plans need to be two, three-year plans, and then you re rewrite them. Um, so 11, just coming back to that, I'm so sorry I took a little bit of a tangent, it is actually about the understanding that we want to change dentistry and have a great customer service. And everything was done at a great level. So the staff that we employ really customer focused um, you know from the beginning from the websites you, um, if you look at the color of the websites um, and then you come to our practice and you look in the color on the walls it's the same so we're building subliminal trust even before the patient understands that and then the way that we're talking on the website is exactly the way my reception staff and I will talk so again the subliminal trust has been built and by the time they're delivered to my surgery for a new patient consultation. Um, there's a lot of background work that's been done to get the patient to actually feel really comfortable and, and ready for um, a treatment plan that, that's going to, to get them to a better place, both health-wise, functionally, and aesthetically. Absolutely. I mean, a 700% growth in 11 years is huge. And a number that I can imagine some people may have just heard and been like, oh my, how, how have you handled that growth in 11 years? Because this is, a, this is a growth that is huge. And some people might be quite daunted, you know, find it quite daunting, that prospect of, of having this level of, of clientele, essentially. How, how have you handled that? What, what challenges has this come with? Yeah, I mean, growth like that is, is significant. But also, you know, we grew... And then we were putting the scaffolding 